TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Crumpling you, sound, uh, the crumpling you heard is the sound of my football predictions being torn up from our last Beat the Schmoes football picks last Friday. Welcome, everybody. It is Football Friday here in the TalkZone.com. Two guys in a mic show. I have new picks, new predictions on this sheet. Hopefully, David Olson, when we come back on Monday's show, I will not be crumpling that up. Hopefully, we won't hear that same sound effect as I'm coming off a dismal one and two week big sports weekend coming up we will talk about that and more we'll jump off the sports page as well that's what we do here on the two guys at a mic show talkzone.com thank you so much for joining us and it is uh, temporarily we hope uh, myself the coach flying solo big dog gonna check in in a couple of minutes as we mentioned david olson our producer on the other side of the glass he is uh very comfortably fit into the third schmo role. At first, it was kind of uneasy, but I think I can think I know Dave well enough now where I can say he is a full-fledged schmo. He's part of the schmo family. I'm sure you're proud of it. <laughs> we got baseball playoffs this weekend. In fact, we got baseball playoffs starting tonight down to the final four. You don't hear that term uh, used too much in baseball, but that, in fact, is what it is. Yankees tip it off with uh, the Texas Rangers. This evening and then uh, tomorrow, you got the great pitching matchup, San Francisco taking on Philadelphia. That should be a lot of fun. Roy, happy holiday taking on Timmy Lensicom. And it's not just the opening game. Beautiful thing about that series is you've got arguably, I mean, you could have three number ones going against each other against three number ones. So, you know, it's Lincecum and Halliday. That's a marquee matchup, but don't kid yourself. On Sunday and Monday, you're going to see Cole Hamels, Jonathan Sanchez, Matt Kane is on fire for the Giants. So you're going to see some great pitching in that series. So along with the football, we got uh, the baseball playoffs to the final four, if you will. Let's welcome him in right now as he straps himself in in the co-pilot seat. And I remind you, Big Dog, as per always, your seat cushion can and probably should be used as a flotation device. How are you, dog? Apparently, we don't have the big dog. All of a sudden, I'm, I feel like I'm talking in an echo chamber here. We'll see if we can get the uh, technical communication set up. But we got, nope, we lost him. Got him. He's here. Going. He's at the 40, the 30, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, Sorry. All right, we'll get the big dog back. But it is Football Friday. You want to make your beat the schmoes football prediction? You can do that if you're new to the show. Number one, we uh, appreciate your finding us here on the dial, or I don't know what the uh, term would be on the Internet, but we appreciate your joining us. Number two, the basic rules for Pete the Schmoes is via the email or phone. You can call up and pick any three football games, high school, college, or pro. We pick them against the spread. Other shows play Beat the Pros. We here at the Two Guys in a Mic Show. We play Beat the Schmoes. If you're able to beat the Schmoes, and by the way, five weeks, five weeks into the season, the Schmoes have not been beaten yet. Tied tied but we have not been beaten yet so we're still looking for the first winner end of the year we'll take all the uh, winners if there are any if there are any put them in a hat hundred hour cash prize to anybody that can um, 
beat the Schmoes, you'll be eligible for that prize. So uh, any three games you want to pick in our phone number, of course, 888-463-6748. Again, 888 You can email us at mike 2 Guys at AOL.com, M-I-C in the number, Mike, two guys at AOL.com. Talked about the baseball playoffs this weekend. Uh, Excellent, excellent Saturday of college football. We mentioned yesterday it's not often, but the marquee games. The feature games are right here in the Midwest. Usually you can kind of tee up the Pac-10, maybe the Southeast Conference, but really it's the Big Ten. The Big Ten is the feature uh, conference this particular weekend. you got three matchups of legitimate top 25 teams. We talked about them yesterday. Iowa, Michigan. Excellent, excellent game there. Can Michigan bounce back? The Iowa Hawkeyes, certainly a Big Ten championship contender. The Big House will be rocking and rolling as they welcome in Kirk Ferentz and the Hawkeyes. Uh, 7 o'clock, Saturday night. I can only tape one game Saturday. I'm going to be out all day. I got things going on. Going to see Million Dollar Quartet Saturday night, David Olson. Have you seen that or heard about it? Supposed to be pretty good. Musical. Down at, uh, I forget which Chicago theater it is. But uh, looking forward to that. Made the re- uh, reservation for that little rare date night for the coach. And did that about three months ago. Little did I know it was going to be Ohio State, Wisconsin. Of course, college football weekend. But uh, And I'm on all day, too. So I'm only going to be able to tape one game. And I think that's, uh, you know, I'd love to watch my beloved Alina take on Michigan State. Don't know if I'll be able to do that. So I think. I'm going to have to go uh, Saturday night, 7 o'clock, ESPN. I believe game day will be there also. Kirk Ferentz, Chris Fowler and company, but uh, that's going to be the game. Ohio State at Wisconsin, Camp Randall. The big dog alluded to it yesterday. The Wisconsin fans, the Wisconsin student body, always a little bit dangerous after they've had uh, their two- or three-hour tailgate. The fact that it's a night game in Wisconsin, at Camp Randall, that could be a little worrisome. That could be a little worrisome. I would warn all the cameramen there when they're panning the rather large Wisconsin student body decked out in their, usually it's red, you never know, they might go with a whiteout, something like that. But I'm sure they'll be juiced, they'll be ready to go for the uh, ESPN television cameras. Be careful as you're panning the crowd because you might have a few things you might not want to see on the television screen. That's going to be a fun atmosphere. Ohio State at Wisconsin. The Badgers, of course, featuring uh, John Clay, the big fullback. they got another good running back, too, James White. we got to keep an eye on him. He's become uh, a very good compliment, a Robin, if you will, to John Clay's Batman. So you got that big game, and then, of course, uh, our fighting alignment, who in Last couple of years have not been mentioned in too many big Big Ten games, but this year, indeed, they are. The fighting Illini taking on Michigan State and Michigan State. They're coming off a big win against Penn State. On paper, it looks like a big win, but I don't know. You watched that Penn State team play last weekend. Wow. You talk about a ball club dropping off the table. Program that is uh, rapidly, rapidly in decline, and I know injuries are part of it. So for all our Penn State Nittany Lion fan out there, I know we got a lot of our uh, Pennsylvania listeners out there. If you're listening and you want to feel free to differ with the coach, 888-463-6748. Love the Nittany Lion fans. But um, You know, Coach, I, I want to tell you something about them Nittany Lion fans. Who is this? Is this, this the big dude? We got you. The technical logical. You, know, you, you jumped in him and didn't realize we had you back. I'm, I'm watching well, David. I was listening. I just wanted you to keep digging a hole. We had, that's what I like to do to you. Well, I believe me. I don't need you to do that. They, they, they've, got, they've got great fans. There. I'm not going to rip them because, you know, you're talking about a 108,000-seat stadium. Yes. You know, but uh, 
earlier in the year, you know, they leave games early. The Illinois game, they were gone. By the start of the fourth quarter, there was probably only about 60,000 people left. Which, by the way, is 20,000 more than Northwestern has on their best day. Just to put things in perspective. Uh, you have an excellent point there. And those same, <laughs> those some, those same Nittany Lion fans yep. have a, a huge, those Nittany fans have a litany of people that are always ripping on Joe Paterno saying he's got to go. That, he gets some class. That guy has done so much for a university. Let him go on in his own. Uh, well, term. you know, I'm going to disagree with you there. You know, at all. It's okay for people to rip Joe Paterno. I'm glad you said that because I got a whole segment on, on one of my shows. I'm going to do. I don't know about rip Joe Paterno, and I hate to put a litany to your litany, but uh, yeah, I will disagree with that. You know, uh, Joe Paterno, he's earned the right to go when he wants. No, he's had a phenomenal career, and he's earned the right to go out with respect. But when it's time to go, you need to go, and if you're not willing to go, then somebody needs to gently glide you through the door, but I think I can safely say on behalf of most of the Litany and Nittany fans, it's time for Joe to go. And if no, Joe doesn't know that, right. then someone needs to tell him. Right, because he had a because he's got a freshman quarterback and this guy yes. is playing like a freshman? Yes. What happened to the sophomore junior senior quarterback? Senior quarterback last year and he was the team was awesome. Talking but about last, Darryl. Year, last year, nobody wanted Joe Paterno to go. All of a sudden, he's got a freshman uh, quarterback. So, so every single coach in NCAA football with a freshman quarterback should be fired this year, I bet. Well, <laughs> first of all, their freshman quarterback is not ready to play. And I, I started to allude to it that the uh, injuries have certainly played a part of it, but I'll disagree with you again. I'll fire into your litany of the nittany once again and say that even last year, when Darrell Clark was quarterbacking a pretty good Penn State team, there were plenty of uh, Penn State fans on the Joe Musco bandwagon. And those people are idiots. <laughs> and, and trust me, like I, I hope people like I got a lot of good stuff that's going to start coming off on that big dog versus the spread. And uh-huh. last night I wrote a bunch of stuff that's going to make fun of Joe Paterno. And then at the end of it, I'm going to be like, and I could care less about this because the man is. Then I'm going to talk about how great he is. So mm-hmm. uh, these people saying Joe must go, yeah, a bunch of losers. Really, I'm not saying you're saying that. You're just saying he should. If, when it's time, it's time for him to go. Yeah. You know, they shouldn't push him. He's an old man. He'll break his hip. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but to those people trying to force Paterno and acting like he's a bad coach, legit. So I guess everybody should say Mac Brown should go because Texas has lost two games in a row and it'll be three come this Saturday. So maybe Mac Brown at Texas. Oh, Texas can't lose three games in a row, especially when they get blown up by Nebraska. Oh, if that's one of your predictions, big dog, you may live to regret it. Uh, that's going to be a dog fight. Texas. Is going to come a hunting. You're talking about uh, tomorrow's game. Texas at Nebraska. Texas is down. Nebraska's on a roll. Everybody's picking Nebraska to win big. Think again, my friend. If there's time to retape your segment, big dog, retape it because I'm here to tell you, Mac Brown and the Longhorn are coming a hunting, and they okay, may come well, out with a W. I, I, t- I tape that on uh, on Monday, so it's a little late for that. <laughs> It'll be out today. Oh, you taped it your... out today. I have uh, I have uh, my editor is working on it as we speak. I I've gave him way too many edits, so uh-huh. it took four days for him to do it. That's outstanding. We're talking about uh, the Beat the Schmoes football picks on ChitownMix.com. Big Dog, you are a media mogul. You're on more websites, Facebooks, Twitters. You are all over the place. If you could only get paid, we'd it would be a better thing for it. But it's gonna uh, happen soon. It's gonna happen soon, Coach. Mm-hmm. It'll be big time too. Keep talking like a champion, my friend. Talk. Like a, like champion, a champion today. That's what it's all yeah. about. Yeah. That's what it's I'm not all about. Touching, I'm not, I haven't touched the sign, but it, trust me, in spirit, I have. Signs right here for all our webcast fans. We touch it 
I want to put it, if I could find some tape here, I'd put it above the door and inspire some of the other shows. David Olson, we got, uh, you know, some of the other talk shows. I think they'd appreciate it. should be a talk zone tradition. Whatever show comes on, we just tap it. Talk like a champion today. You could bring that up with our general manager, Chris Whitting, if we ever happen to see our general manager, Chris Whitting. I think he might have retired, Big Dog, and he just hasn't told us because I haven't seen him like in two months. I don't know He's what happened. Costa Rica, coach. Huh? He's in Costa Rica, coach. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Football Friday, beat the Schmoes, baseball playoffs, big weekend coming up. It's a uh, beautiful autumnal day out there. Big dog, make sure you get, well, I won't say in your car, get on your bicycle and ride around. This is the weekend to see the leaves because starting next week, they start to fall. This is like prime fall weekend. I know you're immersed in your sports, but would you please take a little time out to enjoy some nature this weekend? Out of all people, are you talking to me? I'm just, I understand. No, I'm going to watch football all weekend because, you know what, I did that yesterday, okay? I, I've already taken advantage of all that. I'll do it today. Mm-hmm. Saturday, I'm sitting my ass in front of the television. I'm watching college football from okay. 9 a.m. until the Hawaii game is over with. Okay. And then on Sunday, I'm laying my ass on the ground, and I'm watching uh, <laughs> football from 10 a.m. until the Sunday night game is over with. So for so those... I've already enjoyed the outside. I have a bite. Okay, I, I have enjoyed the outside way too much. I've already done the leaves at my house. I live right near the Morton Arboretum. I'm going to go nice. there on Monday. How about nice. that, Coach? Nice. And, and I shouldn't fire on you because you are a well-proclaimed uh, global warming enthusiast. So you're. Uh, a, I love the global warming. Hell yeah. You're a longtime nature guy. I don't have to uh, remind you of that. You'll be proud of me last Sunday, by the way. Remember how gorgeous it was? Sensa- I mean, uh, like I said, on Sundays, I lay my ass in front of the television. Sunday, last Sunday, was just a sensational day. Beautiful and warm. I did not watch the Bear game, did not watch any NFL football during the day, Big Dog. Went out uh, over to the River Trails Nature Center, did a couple other visits. Was actually going to head down just to show you how sick of an individual I am. Down to the lakefront, I've been meaning to do this, to watch Northwestern soccer team play. Supposedly, uh, first of all, their team is great. The facility is great. Right on the lakefront, I thought I'd combine a little nature, a little sports, get out there. The game was on the Big Ten channel at 4 o'clock. I had it all set up, take the wife for a walk, River Trails Nature Center, go to the Northwestern game, come back at 7 o'clock and watch my beloved bear. Unfortunately, the game that was on the Big Ten channel at 4 o'clock was tape. Tape delay. The actual soccer game was at 12 o'clock, so that one didn't quite uh, come to fruition. But, uh, yeah, I was out enjoying nature, big dog, while you. We're sitting on your ass, as you said, watching football. I hope you're ashamed of yourself. Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel real ashamed considering I ride my bike everywhere. Do you know how many times I've ridden <laughs> up and down the, the Chicago uh, bicycle highways, which I call it, uh-huh. which I can get from downtown to 6,500 north faster than anybody in a car on Lakeshore Drive, by the way, just, mm-hmm. to, just to let anybody know that's making fun of anybody on a bike. Do you wave to the cars as you're passing them by? I do it twice a week, Coach. So you're over there trying to get all puffy-chested and proud. Hey, look, I did actually something outdoorsy one day. I do uh-huh. it every day. Beautiful thing about the bike is you got you got built-in air conditioning. You don't have you don't have to worry about a lot of mechanical breakdowns. Mm-hmm. No stopping for gas. You don't have to join a fitness center or work out because you're working out while you're getting to your work. There's no, a no, lot. Of- I got to be honest with you. I'm losing all. I'm losing the body that I had, Coach. Because. What? I'm so tired from bicycling, I can't lift. And I, I actually, I can't afford the membership anymore. It's really what's mm-hmm. going on. So uh, uh, it, it's really too bad. I really need to get back to the gym. Mm-hmm. For most others, you're right. For like, if it would have been me like eight years ago, yeah, it would have been great for me. A lot but of right advantages. Now, I'm like, I'm, 
lot of advantages to bicycling. The only negative I could think of outside of, you know, you, it's Chicago traffic because one well, day one of these people are going to kill me. And I you might. I'm Fullerton and Humboldt Park and all. I keep on there. Hey, Holmes, move your ass. <laughs> you know. All right, we'll put danger of getting hit as number one, and then I was going to yeah. say a possible scratching or a potential rash would be number two. Outside of those two things, though, you're all good to go. I haven't got the rash yet, so I'll, I'll double up on the getting hit by a car. Really? That's the only thing that worries me, Coach. All that... I freak out about it. Well, you should because there's a, you know there's a lot of drivers out there, especially I heard for bicyclists in traffic, correct me if I'm wrong, Big Doe, but cars suddenly opening their door. Oh, is it very dangerous? Oh, well, she didn't even bring it up, Coach. You have no idea how much that's almost happened to me. These freaking idiots, and they yell at yeah. me. If they yell at me. I'm like, "What? You've never been to the city before? You don't mm-hmm. know what to look before you open your door?" Well, this on the other hand, is a me out. as a bicyclist and a man who uh, is watching out for dangers and doesn't have to worry about rashes. By the way, my next question to you, just so you can prepare, is what technique do you use bicycling so much that you haven't developed rashes? I want to get to that. We have a lot of interested listeners. But should you not bicycle by cars with at least the distance where they can open their door? So isn't it the watch out for the other guy theory? But you do realize that there's traffic. And sometimes <laughs> you can't go into traffic because some idiots always are trying to pass somebody or something. I'm sorry that I'm a, you sound like one of these freaking drivers that MF me. Yeah, I'm sorry I get in the way. People can't look in their mirror for a split second to say, hey, should I open the door up or not? Mm-hmm. No, it's not my fault, okay? okay? that There's actually two lanes of traffic and then a third lane to park cars in. And All sometimes right. I'm stuck and I'm literally driving in a foot and a half with cars <laughs> zooming past me on one side and park cars and idiots opening it up on the other. Oh, right? we got him. And then if I get on the sidewalk, I people, hey, what are you afraid to ride on the street? Yeah, I am, as a matter of fact, because there's idiots <laughs> open doors, okay? Oh, we got the big dog going here early in the morning, ladies and gentlemen. Global warming enthusiasts. Say stuff, Coach, that is so asinine. <laughs> and longtime bicycler uh, Joel Rodwanski joining us on the two guys at a mic show. He will be making his beat the schmoes football picks. That is, if he doesn't hang up on me in the next 20 minutes. Real quick, dog, for we got a couple of bicyclers who have emailed in. What is your secret? for riding so extensively and still not developing the dreaded rash. Is this balm Parasol gave me for uh, rashes? Say that again. The balm Parasol gave me for rashes. Okay. I use it. I haven't got a rash yet. Interesting. We're on a little bit of a tape. We're on a little bit of a tape delay, a little bit of technical pride. I heard the balm part. Was was it a certain kind of balm? Parasol gave it to me. Cousin. Paris. All right, we're coming in and out. Big Dog, you still there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. All right. We will, we will move on to the next question, but that's very, very impressive. Uh, 888-463-6748. By the way, you do have your Beat the Schmoes football picks, or are you going to go uh, more off the cuff today? Preparation? Well, I, got, I got seven of them. I've got to seven. figure out which four I'm eliminating. See, that sounds like me uh, last week. Now this this week every week, but this week I actually have like seven documented ones. I went so through I, the I, had, I went th- I went through the NFL game last week. I had like six or seven, and two college games. I thought great. This week I went through. I could barely pick two NFL games, and I squeezed through with one college one. Of course, last week, dog the of the seven, the three that I picked, I went one and two. The other five, I was confident in. 
they uh-huh. all they all came through. So that, that, that's that's what happens to me all the time. I, I said that to you, and you're like, yeah, right, whatever, and you throw the <laughs> hand out at me. But uh, but last week though, it it, uh, it actually I worked out. It's been working out for me the last couple of weeks. But normally it hasn't. I have to admit. All right. And are you going NFL or college? This is a teaser. We're not going to make well, the picks until after the first break. Typically, I don't do. I'm going to do all college on on RB to shows. Mm-hmm. And typically, it's hard for me to find a uh, a game that I really like in the NFL because the, the spreads are so good. Mm-hmm. But there's an NFL game this this week that is so blatantly obvious. Yet, I guarantee you, everybody's going to be betting on the Saints. The fact that the Saints are yep. four and a half to five point favorite going into Tampa Bay. When Trap. are people going to wake up and learn? Trap. Have these people watched any football yet? Trap him. I have their four-string running back as uh, out there. Yep. I think the guy's a white guy. Seriously, how can they actually expect the Saints to win on the road and be a five-point favorite? Well, they may win, but you are. I absolutely agree with you. It's absolutely not the lock that on the surface it seems to be. And I hear everyone, oh, dude, the Saints are going to Tampa Bay. Yeah. They're angry. They're going to get their game right. They're not angry. These people are still partying down in New Orleans. This mm-hmm. is going to be one of those years. You know, and I said it to people. Ah. This is not The Saints are a good team, but I, this is definitely not their year. They might not even make the playoffs. Coach. Yeah. I, I got news for you. Buffalo University or Buffalo College, whatever it is, they're angry too. And they're going to lose by 35 <laughs> points to Northern Illinois University. I agree. So, <laughs> I agree with take, you. <laughs> takes a little bit more than anger to win the football game. But yeah. uh, we'll make our beat the smallest football picks. Producer extraordinaire David Olson will as well. By the way, David, I am suffering a little bit today. I don't know if you can tell or not. I've got a little bit of what I call PCMRD. Just not, I woke up this morning, had a little PCMRD. I don't know if you have it or not, big dog. I'm calling it post-Chilean Research or uh, post Chilean miners rescue depression. You know, Wait, it's like it's like two days still later. Have something to hang on to, coach. Yeah, it, it was such a adrenaline rush that uh, I've got a little bit of PCMRD today. I can't snap out of it. What can I tell you, David? You got a remedy for this, and hopefully, it's not the the bomb that Joe uses for his bicycle. Yeah, I'll go take some of the interns and bury them in the lot behind the building. That's a great idea. It's and, not then, bad. and then, yeah, all next week we can like slowly so, pull them out one by one, recreate the situation yeah, exactly. a little bit. It's not yeah. bad. That should actually triple our rating. That's not bad. I like that. Maybe we could get the Chilean president to welcome them as they come out too. I don't well, we know about like, that, but I can get the the manager of the Chili's down the street <laughs> to welcome them out. Maybe. That's, yeah. This That's is all work. This is all working out, David. Seriously. But how are we going to convince these guys to get down in the hole? Well, who's good? first we got to dig the hole, but there's enough road construction going. I got to tell you, on Waukegan Road where I've been driving lately, big dog. Well, see, this is this this is what we'll do. We'll have them dig. Okay. And then we'll have them dig their own hole, and when they're mm-hmm. down there, we'll just push the dirt in on top of them. Okay. Now, are we going to tell them what we're doing? Oh first? no no no, no 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 no. Okay. Where's the fun in that? But we'll make sure it's safe. As oh, look at- safe as it can be when you're burying people. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, That's the whole point of it, coach. If it's safe. No one's going to well, actually be concerned. I, well, come on. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to lose any interns. I'd like to uh, recreate the adrenaline you know, rush. Fi- yeah, finding people that will work for you unpaid is very difficult. Well, I'm hoping that none of our interns are listening right now so they don't know what's going to happen on Monday. And based on our intern staff and what they think of our show, Big Dog, I think it's a pretty safe bet that none of them will know exactly what we have planned on Monday. Then I'll bury them. Sure. 
If they don't think that highly of us, I'd be more than happy to do it, Coach. <laughs> I mean, this is some high-quality radio that's going on right now. Yeah, and absolutely. If you don't believe me, listen to me one more time. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, dog, we're going to take a quick break. By the way, we got to talk baseball playoffs today, too, okay? I want your uh, picks and your thoughts on the what I'm calling the Final Four of baseball. Two very good series. Would you agree? Oh, the, the league championship series, Coach. As long as I've been alive, they've been playing them. So uh, I, I, this is big time. And, again, I'm going to rip on Bud Selig. We should be watching game one of the NLCS yes. tonight. Yep. Instead of me flipping back and forth from Wisconsin, Ohio State, and uh, Lincecum and uh, Halliday. I'm, I'm PO'd about it, Coach. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. It. I'm with you. That's, that's bad planning. And uh, Bud Selig, right. I know he's an off-times listener to this program. I think he, he is. owned the Brewers. He's not even be watching the game. The guy's from Wisconsin. You know, he's going to be watching the Badgers take on the Buckeyes. He won't even be watching his own sport. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk some football, football Friday. We'll sneak in a little baseball talk, too. we got to go over the NFL game. Our beloved Bear taking on Seattle and make some college football picks as well. And we can do it with you, the listener, too. Join us, 888-463-6748. If you want to be buried below ground, you can join our intern staff, too. Uh, hop on board. We'll be happy to bury you. Back in a minute, TalkZone.com. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone and the big dog joel radwanski on talkzone.com big dog mike confucius thought for the day uh-huh. confucius thought for the day always borrow money from a pessimist because a pessimist will never expect the money back well, well coach are you a pessimist or an optimist yes Depends who's asking. I am. <laughs> the person you lend money to. Welcome back, TalkZone.com. <laughs> Two guys in a mic, Big Dog and the Coach. Dog, uh, real quick, before we make our Beat the Schmoes football picks, we got to talk a little Chicago Bear football. Our show emanating out of the city of Chicago. We do have a slight Chicago bent. I apologize to the people in other cities, but uh, Bears taking on Seattle. I've heard a couple of Seattle sports tacos interviewed in this uh, city the last couple of days. Just absolutely completely down on their team. Are the Seahawks that bad? Is it going to be an easy victory from the Bear, or as a Bear fan, do you have a little concern? Well, I always have concern because uh, it's the Chicago Bears, and, and they have a bad offensive line. But other than their offensive line, I love the rest of the team. I, I truly do, Coach. Their receivers, everybody used to rip on them. I think they're starting to realize that they're, they're quality. Their defense is quality all the way through, especially if Lance Briggs ha- has recovered from whatever uh, injury is in his foot. I don't know, is it a sprain? Is it a break? It's, have they actually diagnosed that, by the way, Coach, yesterday? No, I know he's okay. questionable. Brian Ewu, is that how you pronounce it? Yes. Brian Ewu getting most of the snaps, though. Lance Briggs probably not going to play on Sunday. I, I would, I'll, I'll get back to that in a second. But uh, yeah, Seattle 
coaches, they do have a lot of issues. It's a rebuilding program. The, the roster was purged, and you usually give a, a coach like a year or two to, to you know, get it going. But the Seahawks have looked really good at home, and they've looked absolutely abysmal on the road. So I, I can see where if you're a, a Seattle announcer and you trade away your best receiver, Deion Branch, and get back a draft pick for it, you might realize that, one, you're on the road and you're going to get smoked, and, two, this coaching staff is playing for next season and not this particular and, season. And the coaching so, staff you're talking about, brand-new coach, right? Petey Carroll, the ex-USC coach, is now taking over the program. Well, I think you can call him Pete Carroll now. He's 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 accomplished enough. He's got gray hair. You don't call people with gray hair Petey. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll make a note of that. But uh, and they also, you mentioned uh, a brand new team. I, I heard they tur- practically turned over the entire roster, like nineteen yeah. players from last year. Everybody else is new. Yeah, that that pretty much sums it up, Coach. Yeah. Uh, and recently, they've traded for Marshawn Lynch, yep. who is known as Beast Mode. But uh, let's let's face it: anybody that has seen Marshawn Lynch play the last two years, it should be called Least Mode. That's <laughs> what you get out of him. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, Deion Branch going is big, and then Matt Hasselbeck. I mean, it's not as bad as uh, the Bears' offensive line. The Bears' offensive line is like 31st or 32nd in the NFL, but the Seahawks are like 29th or 30th. Mm-hmm. They, they they're not very good, also. And the, the thing is, is the Bears' defensive line is a lot better than the Seattle uh, Seahawks' defensive line. So. So when some Hasselbuck is going to have a couple bruises, not only does that that ugly blue that the Seahawks wear is going uh-huh. to look bad, he's going to have some ugly blue bruises all over his body. Oh, Israeli Adonage, Julius Peppers, uh, starting to become one of the better pass rush defensive ends. They're going to be chasing Matt Hasselbeck. Seahawks two and two, as bad as they played, they're still two and two with their record. And believe it or not, dog, if things go as planned, a uh, not yet really good Bears team, you know maybe. Okay, is about the best we could call them, and that—that's being optimistic. They could be five and one at the end of this weekend. I mean, the dice are I, falling I really their way. I think they're going to be. I do think they're going to win this game, coach. Five and I one. Think they're going to play, I think they're going to play better on the offensive line just because uh-huh. Cutler's first game back after concussion. So that—that that, I know they didn't play dominant last week, but they played a lot better last week than they had any other week this season. I think they take another step forward in improvement this particular week. Mm-hmm. And it definitely was especially protecting a guy that was half of the reason of his concussion was theirs. So I think Yeah, and so. keep in mind we're all, you know, after a week off uh, without Jake Cutler and we saw what Todd Collins can do, we're all well, please don't remind me, Coach. Well, but but I'm I am gonna remind I'm gonna remind you of this though. Before Jake Cutler went out, and I understand his offensive line was abysmal, but let's look back to last year when his offensive line blocked a little bit better. And to the start of this year, he's had a few good throws and a few decent games, but still, Jay Cutler has been careless with the ball. He uh, should have had a lot more interceptions than he has. He's overthrown some receivers. He's not the answer yet, Big Dog. I just remind the Bear fans, the potential's there. I, potential's I there, but we you. haven't seen it yet. I will agree with you totally. But I also will say Jay Cutler's also shown flashes of brilliance. Yes. But here's, here's the difference. Mike Marks was throwing the ball every single freaking down early in the season. All of a sudden, last week, he decided to run the ball. And I think now he's going to be like, you know what? I'm not going to put all the weight of the game on Jay Cutler's shoulders. Watch. They're going to run the ball more than they ever have with Jay Cutler, a quarterback, and all of a sudden, Jay Cutler's going to throw for just as many yards. Mm -hmm. He'll do it in less attempts if they run the ball. 
if you really want to be a great offense in the NFL, the problem with Mike Marks, the reason why he has that he won one Super Bowl the first year when he was offense coordinator at the Rams, and then every year after that, they would always mess up in the playoffs, or his teams, the Lions or the 49ers, would be abysmal because he threw the ball way too much. If you get balance in the NFL, if you have quarterbacks who can throw it all over the field, short, deep, in the the medium passes that you love, Coach, you know, I love the deep ball, and then also run the ball, you, you will win, and that's hopefully Mike Marks will learn that. The mm-hmm. problem is he seems to get so like in love with one style. Do, do you know what I mean, Coach? Like, I, I know they had to run the ball all the time last week because of Todd Collins being the quarterback, but... And he ran it more than I've ever seen. He ran it 41 times in one game. I don't want that either. I want a nice distribution of when they line up, you have no idea what they're going to do. That's I, that's what I want the Bears to get to, and hopefully they can start doing that this week. As Hal Davis uh, used to say when back when he was um, still with us mentally anyways, as Hal Davis yeah. used to say, uh, the Mike March theory should be just win, baby. Just win, whatever it takes. Week to week, if it means running, if it means passing. Give us the offense. Give us the play calling. And I think Mike Marks will do that, as you're alluding to. Uh, each week, whatever it takes, just win, baby. The Al Davis motto. I know it's a long time ago, but ask Mike Marks if he'd like to have the January 02 Super Bowl back yep. against uh, the Patriots when Marshall Falk had four carries of the football going into the fourth quarter. Oh, by the way, the Rams only had three points because they, they threw it every down mm-hmm. against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Ask him if he'd want that back. I guarantee you one thing, if you do that game plan over, Marshall Falk will have about 20 carries going into the fourth quarter of that game, and they'd be up by about 20. Our two guys in a Mike research department, which uh, basically is the uh, Google on our uh, screen here in the studio, our research department uh, telling us, Big Dog, that the Seattle Seahawks statistically, now statistics can be misleading, but against their run, they're something like second in the NFL versus the pass they have been abysmal they haven't stopped anybody up in the air so that might be a chink in the armor of the running game mike march might see that that weak secondary and say here we go hail mary time just to let you know that is through four games and they haven't really played uh very strong running games so far they play the san diego superchargers and they run the ball less than the bears and mike march says if mike march went to the chargers they probably would Fine, the quarterback, uh, Philip Rivers, is even handed <laughs> off. So, I mean, so that particular day and that game goes into only four of them. And then the 49er game, don't forget, they were up on them like 24 nothing. You know, so right there, that, you know, the, the 49ers had to chuck it every single time that particular game. I, I forget who the other two wins are. Who, who destroyed them in their two losses, coach? Uh, couldn't tell you. Our research okay. department hasn't gotten that far. So that's half of their games out of only four. So that, mm-hmm. that that's maybe the reason why it's like that. And don't forget, there's one thing about the NFL that I love. Every time you see somebody, oh, they're abysmal at something, especially when it's a short um, or a small, uh, uh, what do you call this, a small uh, sampling, teams tend to get better in the NFL. Do you know what I mean? Because they know hey, you will lose your job and you won't get paid. So I, I don't think they're as bad against the pass as as it might seem with their statistics and Mm -hmm. is good against the run. Because you know who the best run defense in the NFL is statistically? Do you know who it is, Coach? Uh, Bear or the Steeler? The Chicago Bears. Woohoo! Bear down, Chicago Chicago Bears! Bears. Yeah, it's 
And so far, I, I have to admit, against the Cowboys, it looked dominant. Mm-hmm. And then the Cowboys decided, hey, we're not even going to try to run the ball anymore. We're just going to throw it every single down, which I was extremely happy about. Yeah, they've so been solid. Been... Matt Hasselbeck throws for 380 yards. That's what I'm hoping for. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, yeah, second second half of the Giants game, the Bears' defense looked – run defense, I should say, looked a little bit shaky. There was one other game when they got pushed apart a little bit for a period of time, but overall yeah, – well, Again, the Giants game, they were on the – they would legitimately – they would come off the field, and then next thing yep. you know, they would hear the coaching staff, yo, punt team! <laughs> and they were back on the field. You know, so I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to forgive them, but I understand – why they had a bad second half against the run against the Giants. They actually, in the second half, they had a picture of the defensive players sitting on the bench. On the few times Todd Collins, as soon as he dropped back to pass, they were all up, off, but strapping their helmets on. Very discouraging. All right, 888-463-6748. By the way, one final thought before Beat the Schmoes football picks. Through time, Big Dog, see if you agree with me here, I've found one of the most overrated things is the dreaded bye week. The two-week layout, the Seattle Seahawks, you know, just to use an example, they've had two weeks to prepare for the Bears. I have found that that bye week and the quote-unquote two weeks for those brilliant coaching staffs to prepare, that means zilch. In fact, if you want to bet against it, that might be a good way to go. Your thought? You know, you know, Coach, I agree with you. And, and I started thinking about this this week, actually, because I was like, you know, the Bears are playing the, the Seahawks on the bye. And, yep. You know, when it first happened, we were all, you know, when it was like, wow, you get two weeks to prepare. And in college, I do think it matters. It really does help in college football. The reason why is you, you yep. can't leave campus. Yep. You know what I mean? As, you, as a student athlete, you can't leave campus. These guys, though, coaching staff in the NFL, they always give these guys a couple days off, and all of a sudden they're not in their routine. And it's like it's not like they stayed crisp and stayed in a pattern. These guys decided to go out and, and to have, like, some crash-out party and, and destroy their bodies. I, if the Bears lose this week, it won't be because the Seahawks had an extra week to prepare. But that's mm-hmm. all I'm saying, Coach. Wow. I just saw the uh, score come across the screen. Kansas State beat Kansas yesterday 59-7. to Oh, my God. Kansas scored a backdoor touchdown? Wow. It was, uh, Coach, I am not kidding you. It was 45 to nothing before you blinked your eyes. Wow. I, 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 what happened? Kansas football under the uh, rotund Mike Mangino a couple of years ago, the the fighting Jayhawks were on the football Big 12 map. What happened to the Jayhawks? Well, they, they fired Mangino because he was tough on his players. So I guess they got some wuss to be their football coach, mm-hmm. and this is what they get. Possible. The football coach so might be like an assistant basketball coach, and they just gave him the football team as like a side job. Job description. Job description. Recruit. East Coast basketball. Uh Game tape, film, scouting reports of opponents, and number three, coach the Kansas football team. Coach, they might have given that to the lacrosse, lacrosse coach, but if you're at Kansas and you have any job description that has basketball in it, yes. it's basketball 25-7. <laughs> yes. You have to come up with that extra hour somehow or they fire you. Can't tell you how many times I was JoJo White shooting 15-foot jumpers in my front yard back in the day, big dog. All right, it is time. It is time, my friend, to make our Beat the Schmoes football picks. Anybody that wants to join us, you can make the picks, too, and you can attempt to beat the Schmoes. Our phone lines are open at 888-463-6748. You want to beat the Schmoes via the email? It's a little less personal, but um, eh, we'll take it anyways. You can do it at Mike2GuysAOL.com, M-I-C and the number 2, mike Two guys at AOL.com. Big Dog, you are our guest. You're the celebrity here. You get to choose, my friend. You want to be leadoff? You feel like advancing the runners today, doing the little things and batting second? 
or clean things up in the three spot? Uh, give me a second because I got the seven teams. I got to figure out which one, which of the three I'm going to take. So All right. You go first. Though. All right. I'll lead it off. David Olson, you'll play the two spot, okay? All right. I got two, two NFL games, one college game. By the way, uh, let's see. Overall, I had a three and zero week two weeks ago, one and two last week. So I'm ten and eight on the season against the spread. Still, not too bad. All right. In the NFL, NFL Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Houston Texans. I'm a believer in the Chiefs. So this pick against the Chief is not a Kansas City Chief. You are an imposter at three and one. I do believe they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to go fourteen and two or fourteen and um, two or anything like that. But they could be a nine and seven, ten and sixteen. I think the KC Chiefs are for real this year. I would agree with Mm -hmm. you in that in that mode. I think they'll make the playoffs. However, they're playing at Houston. Texans are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Houston has struggled of late. I think Houston's a ball club, and they just hit a little bump on the road. I think they're going to be like a 10-6 and team before it's done. So I will take Houston. Sorry, my Kansas City fans, because I love the Chiefs. But I'm going to take the Houston Texans, give up the four-and-a-half points over the KC Chiefs. Dallas at Minnesota. Interesting game. You know how, big dog, I always say desperate team versus desperate team and two teams with talent. Usually that equals great game. Yes, I, I agree with you. Yeah, and that's what this yeah. is. Dallas at one and three, Minnesota at one and three. I predicted the demise of the Minnesota Vikings at the start of the season. I said they were going to finish in last in the conference. So did I. I'm going to stick with. I, it. I said that the Lions would have a better record than the Vikings. Yep. Remember that. And we might be wrong. We might be okay. wrong, but I'm going to I'm going to stick with the pick and take the Dallas Cowboys on the road. Romo was red hot last week. I think Dallas beats. Minnesota and the collapse of the Vikings continue. I'm going to go college football with game three. Big dog Purdue at Minnesota. The Boilermakers got some momentum going. I'm a big believer in Danny Hope. I think he's an underrated coach. A lot of injuries right now, but I think Purdue, and I think they're giving up five and a half points, taking on Minnesota. I'm going to take the Boilers, give up the five and a half at Minnesota. There is my much anticipated and highly acclaimed beat the Schmoes picks. What was your third one, coach? What's that? What was your third one, Coach? Purdue, minus the five-and-a-half over Minnesota. Can you put a price on beating I, 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 I can't put a price on I liked your first two picks, but i got to say your, your third one. I watched uh, the Purdue-Northwestern game. Yep. About a team that win handed to them. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I cannot believe you're picking Purdue in this game. I mean, Purdue is bad. Northwestern um, handed the game with mistakes, and the referees handed this game to Purdue with mistakes. You're right about that to some extent. I'm, I, it's, it's a coach. It's a bet on the coaching staff. I'm a big believer in Danny Hope and the Purdue coaching staff. I like what I saw. Don't forget at the Northwestern game, I sat in the Purdue section. I got a little boiler love, big dog. All I can that's say that's what happened. This weekend is boiler up, baby, boiler up. You're drinking more of the makers <laughs> if you really think that picks up. What's that weird mascot? Pete the boiler, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. Uh, yeah, Pete, I'm telling you, without question, the smelliest of all, <laughs> that dude needs some deodorant. I'll use your term. I'll, I'll use what you say about uh, Sky Guy, the Chicago Sky mascot. Yeah, he's packing. Uh, Pete, Pete, the Boilermaker, he's packing. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <coughs> David Olson, uh, our producer, who um struggling of late, in a mini slump. You're sort of... Dave, you're like the Houston Texans, very talented, but you're just in a mini slump. I fully exactly. expect a bounce back this week. I'm hoping. I'm hoping there's a bounce back. All right, my first <laughs> pick here. Uh, where's the game here? Uh, New Orleans is is favored by four going yep. into Tampa Bay. Take Tampa Bay. Ah, 
New Orleans is struggling, uh, it. and it's it, going to continue happening. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're going to continue the trend of the Super Bowl winners who can't get it done the next season and will probably miss the playoffs. Yeah, wow! Because I don't know if they if defenses have figured Drew Brees out. Uh, the, the injuries that they've been having, but it's not the same New Orleans Saints team. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not going to blame Drew Brees and him getting figured out, Dave. Uh, I just think it's the fact that they don't have Pierre Thomas, they don't have Reggie Bush, and when all you can do is throw the ball, it's easy to get figured out at that point, if you know what I'm saying. So exactly. I agree with you totally. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Oakland is a six-and-a-half-point dog at San Francisco. Ooh. That's a I'm, lot of points. How many times do you see an O and five team favored by six and a half points? Exactly. Take Oakland. Yeah, and, and Oakland has to drive forty minutes to get to the game. Yeah, yeah. Take Oakland in that. I think San Francisco is going to win, but but it's going to be a squeaker. San so Francisco a general manager came out and said, "Laugh all you want, we're going to win the NFC West." And you know what? I believe him. <laughs> I'm I'm not kidding you, coach. Tom? I believe him. Well. The, the, the Arizona Cardinals are in first place in that. Have you seen the Cardinals play? Seriously, that, that horseshoe I pulled out of Les Miles' butt when the Cardinals <laughs> decided Ken Wisenhunt shoved it up his. I'm not kidding you. Thank goodness if they got lucky this year. Oh, that was a good bit. I don't know if you saw that or not on uh, ChitownMix.com, David. But, uh, Joel, the way you pulled the horseshoe out of Les Miles' butt, too, you didn't, you struggled with it. And the struggle, I think, is sort of like the rescue of the miners. The tremendous struggle made the eventual pulling out of the horseshoe so successful, if I can well, use that yeah, term. He does eat a lot of okra. Sorry, yeah. David. Sorry, you, were, David. you look like you were enjoying the twisting a little bit too much, but all right. <laughs> Back to David Olson's picks. I'm still stuck on Pete the Boiler over here. Boiler up! The uh, Jets go into Denver as oh. a three-point favorite. No! Don't J-E-T-S, do it. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Don't Jets. Don't do it! They're only a two-point favorite in that game? They're, they're a three-point favorite. Okay. They're, they're a three-point favorite. I definitely like two of your games big time, big time. So, yeah. You're betting against ex-Bear quarterback Kyle Orton, who is uh, putting out 300-yard games on a regular basis this year. Yeah, as they continue to lose. Exactly, exactly. They, right. they, they've got a very well, one-dimensional running game. game. Yeah. All right. David Olsen taking a couple of road teams. Very good. All right, Big Dog, you are the cleanup hitter, my friend. You said you had seven games that you like. Now that's, the hard part that's comes. That's why I wanted you guys to go first, yep. just in case you guys took some. And, David, you took my new, uh, the Tampa Bay over New Orleans pick. So you can I take definitely that. Won't, I won't do NFL again this week. I'll, I'll, I'll go do that by the wayside. So uh, I like to do the big games, as you know, Coach. I will take the Wisconsin Badger plus the four at home in front of all the drunken 14-year-old girls <laughs> and uh, have them uh, upset. Well, I don't know about upset. But it's going to be trustful ball, Coach, and I say Ohio State mm-hmm. wins 24-23. Oh, so and Terrell Pryor is kneeling on the ball at the okay. end of the game. So you're picking the Buckeyes, but you're taking Wisconsin and the points. Yes. By the I, way, I everybody talking point. about, we mentioned so many great young running backs in the Big Ten. We've talked about that a little bit. Uh, John Clay, great running back for Wisconsin. Have you seen this kid James White run for the Badgers? They're, they're back up. Oh, my God, he's incredible. Yes, coach. he he's is. better than... He's faster and more elusive than than Clay is. But see, Clay is one of those guys that you know every time you turn around and hand it to him, uh, Tolzien can hand it to him. The guy's going to get four yards. Mm-hmm. You know, but White, he might lose one, but he also but he also might run for eighty on the next yeah. one. So yeah, he's more electrifying, definitely. Yeah. And, and by the way, I want to remind us that everybody in everybody thinks that the, you know Clayborn 
and Greg Jones are the number one pro prospects in, in the Big Ten. The number one pro prospect is a kid by the name of Lance Kendricks of Wisconsin. He is one of the best football players I swear to you I've ever seen, Coach. you got to watch this kid play. I, I did, I've only watched Wisconsin play once. In, uh, to, well, it's unfair because it was only once against Michigan State. And your guy, Lance, what's his last name, Claiborne? Kendricks. Lance Kendrick. Kendrick did not have a good game there, but he dropped the pass. He dropped the yeah, pass. Well, they, and they never threw to him. Yeah, and and but if you didn't watch him run block, did you? Oh my goodness, he's an offensive guard. He played wide receiver when he went to Wisconsin. He got into the weight room. He's 250 pounds. His body fat percentage is less than five, and all the guy does every single play goes behind him. So every time you see John Clay, look a little bit forward, and you'll see number 84 pancaking people. Wow. I'm talking about putting people on their back. I, I love the guy. Every, I just watch him. I watch every Wisconsin game, and I just drool as I see this guy assassinating defensive players all over the field. Okay, Body, fat percentage, less than 5%? Yes. you got to wow. see the kid. He's, he looks like Terrell Owens. What is he, a tight end or a piece of steak? Yeah, he's, he's 6'4". He's like Terrell Owens, but like 40 pounds heavier. Mm-hmm. Is the best way for me to describe this kid. He's freaking unbelievable. Okay, I'm trying to think of the other games that I have that I want, that I want to pick. Okay, I'm going to take... Um, I'm going to take San Jose State no! plus 39 and a half Come on. at home against Boise State. Coach, Boise State hasn't covered a game this year. They're trying to win with style points, which hurts their their style of play. Mm-hmm. They just go out there and play football. And number two and most, or number three, most importantly, San Jose State, when they've played good teams this year, has played them very well. They only lost to Wisconsin by 13 on the road. They only lost to Nevada by 20 on the road. Nevada and Wisconsin aren't that much worse than Boise State, except this is at home, and every time Boise State plays San Jose State at home, they're supposed to win by freaking 100, and they usually only win by 10. Take San Jose State this week. It's a man who's done some research. That's a man well, just not, not going on a hunch, but that's a man who knows his stuff. Very impressively picked. At first, when I heard it, I said no. After your 28-second diatribe, you uh, won me over. San Jose State plus the 39. Very good. Okay, so then I'll just do this one very, very, very quick. Uh, I will take Alabama minus the 20, even though Julio Jones will not be playing against Mississippi. Alabama is one of the best teams, maybe the best team in the country. They laid an egg. They will get better this week. They'll protect their quarterback by running the football. And when you have two quarter, two running backs to run the football, that means you can really blow people out. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, Houston Nutt is the, is the coach of – of uh, Mississippi, ah. and trust me, anybody who leaves Arkansas to go to Mississippi just tells you what type of coach he is. Coach Nutt? Interesting. Nut. 20 yeah. points you're giving up, Alabama. You have just, Big Dog, and I'd like you to answer them. You have just insulted a lot of our listeners. We're very strong, our signal, in the Mississippi area, and I feel a little bad that you've insulted many of our Mississippi football fans. How would you answer them? Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes <laughs> don't. I'm sure that makes him feel a lot better. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Oh, good. We may take a remote down to uh, Mississippi. I think that'd be cool to go to an old. Let's let's do it like uh, January 15th or so. It's good call. We can get into some like 55, 60 degree weather. It's not bad. Where where that feels like it's summertime. Yeah. Maybe we can make an old Miss basketball game. I'd like to rub elbows a little bit with the Mississippi family. You know, I did spend two years in the Deep South, big dog. Back in the day, as they find. well, I was going to say graduate. I didn't quite graduate, but freshman, sophomore year down at Tulane University in the uh, deep south New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So I got a little blood in me. It'll be a nice little jaunt over to Mississippi, and we'll be all set to go. You know, uh, 
you know, you don't think of Mississippi State and, and Mississippi basketball being, you know, very good. Pretty good. It actually is. It's a, they're really good program. Mm-hmm. And since there's nothing else of any significance of sports-wise in Mississippi besides Mississippi State and, and, and Mississippi, yep. you know, they don't have, like, the Bulls or the Blackhawks to distract you. Those Mississippi State and Mississippi basketball games I hear are unreal, Coach. Unbelievable. It's it, it's very reminiscent of like Michigan Michigan State basketball games uh-huh. and uh, uh, you know Illinois Northwestern games. You go to Northwestern when Illinois comes in town, my goodness! So be careful wearing orange and blue. You'll have like uh, you know some five foot one Asian girl who's going to be a doctor <laughs> attack you. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, good. I want to check that out. Mississippi's coach, by the way, a very good coach too. He reminds me. He looks. He's too good looking. That's the problem. He reminds me of. Uh, uh, John Hamm from Mad Men. Oh, are you talking about uh, Tim, basketball coach? The Mississippi, I believe, basketball coach. Okay, okay. I forget what his name is. At any rate, somehow and beat the schmoes, we ended out on Mississippi basketball. So All the right. big dog taking Alabama, give up the 20, San Jose, take the 38 against Boise State. And a half. Huh? 39 and a half. Oh. <laughs> I'll need every one of them. Ma- making sure you get that half point, you greedy yeah. bastard, with 39 points already. In Wisconsin, you think Ohio State might win it, but uh, four and a half points, a little bit too rich for the uh, Wisconsin Badgers. Yeah, I right. that's four, but if you want to give me the four and a half, I'll definitely take it. Oh, so it. I transferred the half. Yes, yes. Okay, yes, well, then I'll transfer it back. Just four points, Wisconsin, Ohio State. All right. NFL football on Sunday, big dog. Uh, in the last couple of minutes, we got, or, or you want to go baseball? Let's talk baseball yeah, real quick. Baseball. We do have the final four matchup. Mm-hmm. Yankees taking on the Rangers tonight. Texas, they got the mojo going. They got the feel good going. Yankees, big dog. They've been, they've been idle for like at least a week, right? At least that long. Yeah, because I, I can't remember when they finished off the so swing. That, that, that could affect them. I, momentum plays a little bit even at the professional level. Is that advantage Texas a little bit? I want to say yes. I, I am going to say yes, Coach. And uh, C.C. Sabathia we go with two C's going up against C.J. Wilson with one C. Sabathia has the edge there, but C.J. Wilson, a uh, pretty underrated pitcher for the Ranger. How do you see this matchup tonight, Big Dog, pitching-wise? Um. For some reason, CC Sebastia, he is—he's very, very good in the regular season, and he has been incredible in the postseason, especially last year. So, uh, uh, CJ Wilson, I'm going to tell you this: I ripped on him early in the year, said there is no way that he could continue up with how hot he's been. Yep. Well, I was wrong. I'm going to tell you, I was absolutely wrong, Coach. This guy has had the best season of. A like surprise season, I thought, in Major League Baseball this year. Because all these rookie phenoms, they were supposed to do this, right? Everyone's, oh, these guys are great. And then they followed through. I mean, that normally doesn't happen. But if you remember, C.J. Wilson started out really hot. And around May 1st, I'm like, oh, he's going to crash and burn any day now, Coach. If you remember when you brought yeah, him up. In, we... and, and, I was, and I was wrong. He had one of the most phenomenal seasons. The guy was a closer last year. And he threw 200 innings this season, Coach. That's awesome. Yeah, we predicted the heat of Texas was going to get to the Texas Ranger uh-huh. team and yeah. to C.J. Wilson in particular. Tell you what, if he wins tonight and yeah, pitches I well. They were the, I said they were like one of the best teams in the American League. I just yep. thought they would wilt down yep. there. I, was, I remember I was that. completely wrong about that. I remember so. that. They're, they're, they're loaded. We also said around All-Star break that, you know what, they might have too much talent to wilt this year, even in the Yeah, that's true. We have, the we've had Texas. this conversation before, I guess. Do you think so. if he pitches real well and beats Sabathia tonight, we, we can then call him C.C.J. Wilson? Can we add another C to his name? Um, Can you do that for a brother? 
uh, if he was a brother, I would do it, Coach. Okay, because uh, when he came up to the major leagues, uh, you know, play, pitching for the Cleveland Indians, he was only C. Sabathia. It was only after a couple of 20-win seasons that they started to call him C.C. Sabathia. So. You know, because, uh, and, you know, he is, um, he will not drink any alcohol. Yep. Nor does he, he partake in any, any drugs. So, you know, they used to call him, you know, he doesn't smoke the J, he just sees the J. So he's C.J. Wilson. <laughs> Very good. Speaking of that, by the way, did you notice in the uh, Texas Ranger championship celebration, and after winning the playoffs, they did not douse Josh Hamilton with beer or champagne. Yeah, they, they, they did it with ginger ale. With ginger ale, idea it was. Yep. It was C.J. Wilson's idea to do it. How much of that was how much of that was humor, and how much of that was for real? Ninety nine percent for real, one percent humor. But they they emphasize they have but a hundred percent team camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Trust me, that guy gets a little bit of taste of champagne on his lips. Next, you know, he's, he's in Tijuana and he's, he's making love to a donkey. <laughs> By the way, speaking of being in Tijuana, I can't believe we haven't even discussed this. Have you been watching the new series of Eastbound and Down? Coach, <laughs> don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. Oh, I'm the one that goodness. told you to watch it, right? Well, I'm you got me started. I'm, I'm hooked on it now. Uh, Claudia pulled the HBO out. Oh! I haven't seen, I haven't, oh. I haven't seen the new Dexter. It I'm is. no time, and I have, everybody's telling me. They're like, they're like, call me. I can't, this is hilarious. I'm like, I don't have it on. They're like, oh no, come to my house. It's, I got it on tape. It is <laughs> degen- eastbound and down on HBO. It's degenerative. It's disgusting. It's despicable. It really is. They've gone to like new lows to make this guy Kenny, whatever his last name is, Kenny Powers. Kenny Bauer, Kenny Powers is, is just. He's even worse a guy than he was, and it's down in Mexico. But having said all that, Big Dog, it's entertaining as hell. There's something likable worse. about the character. You he seen it, dude? Yeah, it's but it's really nasty. Do you watch it, David Olson? I've seen a couple episodes from the first season. Okay, I don't watch okay. it regularly. You got to watch the current one because they've they've dug even deeper. You I know mean, what the funny thing was? For like thirty seconds on the last show, he softened up. All right. <laughs> yeah, that that ended. Dog, we got to get out of here. Have a great weekend, my friend. Enjoy your horizontal stay on the couch, watching a lot of football. We'll talk to you on Monday. And watch out for rashes, okay? I shall. All right. David Olson, our producer, great job all week. We thank everybody out there for listening. We much, much appreciate the listenership through this sometimes rocky road here in the Two Guys in a Mic show. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday. Two Guys in a Mic, TalkZone.com. Signing off. See you Monday.